Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here and if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
we've got a meal coming up this week tonight. Again, matter of fact, we got a meal each and every week tonight. I know for the month of February, the first two are going to be for the uh, children's ministry. Uh, fundraising for them. I think this week is spaghetti or small or sourdough or dessert. Uh, I said, no, this year you can sign up uh, either uh, out in the vestibule uh, area there at the little table, or you can go online and do a reserving on Facebook. And you can have the block note and sign up for the block note. You'll also send out a block note and a text or you can sign up. But anyway, let us know if you have any other needs in mind. We want to encourage you to do that. Our kids are doing choirs again, and we'll be in here. The next Sunday, actually, this was the fifth Sunday. We typically have the Lord's Supper on the fifth Sunday, uh, but we uh, have missed that. And so we're going to do the Lord's Supper next Sunday morning. Uh, and also next Sunday is Deacon's meeting. And guys, just a reminder that we're going to be uh, meeting right after the morning worship service. Thank <laughs> you. 
hand. They didn't care, did they? Let's start and ask you to stand this morning. We're going to greet our guest and neighbors. Good to have folks online with us this morning. And uh, as you greet your guest and neighbor, just give them an elbow bump or a thumbs up, all right? Since we're kind of still worried about COVID. But turn, let's uh, stand, greet, tell everybody glad to see them. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm 
into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around them. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I'm doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And that's why he said, Not all of you are clean. And when he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, Jesus said, really Jesus asked the question, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I've done to you. Truly, truly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. You know these things, blessed are you when you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know who I'm chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate of my bread has lifted his heel against me. I'm telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you will believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Sam Rayburn served State of Texas as the House of Representative for the State of Texas. Uh, he was most noted because he held the title Speaker of the United States House of Representatives longer than any other person in our history. There is a story that's told about Sam Rayburn that I think illustrates the kind of fellow that he was. A teenage daughter of a friend of his died suddenly one night and unexpectedly. Early the next morning, the man heard a knock on his door, and when he opened it up, there was Mr. Rayburn, the speaker. The man said, uh, why are you here? And the speaker said, well, I came by to see if there's anything that I could do. And the father replied, Son, I don't think there's anything you can do, Mr. Speaker. We're doing what we can right now and making all of the arrangements. To which the speaker, Mr. Raven, said, Well, have you had your morning coffee? The man replied that they had not had yet had any breakfast or coffee. So Mr. Raven said, Well, that was the least that he could do to make him some coffee and a bit of breakfast. While he was in the kitchen, the man came in and said, well, Mr. Speaker, I thought you were supposed to be having breakfast this morning at the White House. To which he replied, Well, I was. But I called the president, and I told him I had a friend who was in trouble who needed your help. I think that story illustrates what Jesus is talking about here and the way that we approach our commitment to God and our commitment to serve God. The questions that we've been going through, the questions that we've been looking at are, are the important questions about our relationship, not only between us and God, but also our relationship between us and this world. And this morning, I want us to think about this last question. And I want you to see what Jesus says in verse 12. He says, do you know what I have 
And I believe the importance of understanding this, or the key to understanding this question, is understanding what Mark's gospel tells us in Mark 10, verse 45. Jesus said, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I want to confess that this message, I think this morning, offers us a real struggle. Jesus notes that in the question to the disciples, to the question that I think he asked uh, in, in, in one way to Peter. Jesus is asking, do you understand? He's talking about, do you understand the implications? Do you understand the conclusion of what I've just done to you? Do you get it? And the implications are, how's it going to change you? And notice, too, that he says, not only do you understand what I've done to you, he doesn't say what I've done for you. Matter of fact, when I was working on the sermon and I put the title in uh, on my notes, I had the title, Do You Know What I've Done For You? And I, and I noticed, well, that's not really what Jesus said. And I got zeroed in on that word for and I thought, you know, there, there, there's a big difference between those two words. Think for just a moment the difference between how we use those words, to and for. It might seem a little bit uh, nitpicky and, and maybe a little bit overcomplicating of it, but uh, I think there is something here. We use the word to when it's a response or, or used as a purpose, as a verb. We use the word for when the reason or the purpose is a noun. And the difference between the noun and the verb use of that uh, refers to uh, either a person, place, or thing, or an idea in which needs to be acted upon. Let me illustrate for you just in a couple examples. For example, you might say, I want a present to give to Sarah on her birthday. There we use the word to as a verb. Or you might say, I brought a present for Sarah's birthday. There is used for as a name. Speaking of uh, Sarah and the present. Or you might say, I drink coffee to feel more awake. Or you could say, I drink coffee for its wonderful taste. You might say, I'm exercising to stay healthy. Or you're saying, I'm exercising for my health. Now, cuts and six, what I'm talking about here is that Jesus didn't simply wash the disciples' feet to get them to be nice to each other. He's not doing something here to just get them to get along. And, and the context of what's going on here is that they're actually quibbling with each other over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Who's going to have the chief seat next to Jesus? And that's the context of the, the washing of the feet here. But what Jesus is doing here is giving the implication, driving home the conclusion that the extent of his mission on earth was to continue on through them long after he's gone. These men would now be moved into the world of truly being a servant as well in order to serve God. It would be their job to take the message of salvation and to go out and to present it to this lost and dying world way of service. In other words, Jesus is saying this is a life-changing moment. It's not what God had done for them. It was what God was doing to them in that moment. I thought about that. That's the difference today. That's the difference that, that's in these seats today. That's the difference of those who are listening online today. That's the difference all of us. For some of us, we're here, we are worshiping, because we acknowledge what God has done for us. It's respect, it's appreciation, it's thankfulness, but it cuts only so deep. It's only because of what God has done for us. Yet that there are some of us we're here today because it's 
not just what God has done for us, but it is what God has done to us. And that to us makes all the difference in the world. That to us compels us to go beyond. That to us compels us to go deeper. That to us pushes us to give more, to serve more. It's the difference between Judas and these others. Judas was there for what Jesus did. disciples were being transformed in this moment into what Jesus was doing. And what was he doing? How was it transforming? How was it transforming your life? Think for just a moment. Here is the creator of our life. The one who made the mountains and the seas and the stars, made the animals and the plants and the flowers and the food Jesus, who does this many miraculous things, and 
look at the work of what Jesus is doing here, let me say three things about it. There is a love in this act of service. We were told, we were told that Jesus did this in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. He loved them, and we're told how he loved them. He loved them to the end, including Judas. There was never a point where Jesus didn't love Judas. There was never a point where Jesus, where Jesus' heart didn't break for Judas. Even as Judas was betraying him, even as Judas betrayed him with a kiss, even as Judas put the knife in his back and hung him up, Jesus loved him. Jesus loved Judas. He loved his disciples. Even though I Peter on the way, that was not trying to free him. That the disciples were betraying him. He did it alone. It's, it's an act of life. We're told in verse 3. He says, uh, we, we see in verse 3, Jesus knowing that the, the Father had given all things to his hand, and that he come from God, and that he was going back to God. It's in that that he rose and did this thing. Second Corinthians 5, verse 21, we read, for our sakes, he made him, that is Christ, to be sin, who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Live his life. First time it says that word 
We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and 
are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.